0: Hello? Yeah. No. No. He's not. no, I understand. No, I I get it. no. Hold up. No, I'm on. the phone sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um no we'll reschedule. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll Oh, I'll they hung up. Alright, well I guess we don't have Adam Driver on today. Um They they said he called and canceled. So um we'll have to get our backup. Uh, is Chris on? Chris, are you are you on?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Good, we'll go with Chris. Hi, my name's Adam, and uh, welcome to uh, Doctor Afternoon Scuttlebutt. We have uh, Chris on, and Jeremy's here also. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, I'm lurking. Wait, are you lurking <laughs> now, or are you actually going to be involved in this?
2: Oh, I'll be as involved as needed, I guess. All right,
0: well, Chris, uh, we, we had all done like... Uh, The brief introductions before, you know, when we did that little 10-minute, real quick, choppy-chop, brief introduction of everybody. and uh, Yeah,
1: where I sounded like an idiot. You
0: didn't sound like an idiot. Why do you think you sound like an idiot?
2: I'm old, and I've had lots of surgeries. (laughs) You're just being truthful, man. That's fine.
0: That's just (laughs) true. Wait, Jacob's here now. Like, it's
2: cool, man. You know? Sometimes you get broke, man. It's no big deal.
0: Yeah, so last time, uh, well, not last time. So before when we talked with uh, Jeremy, we talked about, uh, he and I talked about uh, GMing, setting up, you know, free campaigns. But since you hadn't done that, I guess, Chris, then uh, we'll talk about character creation. So uh, Murphy, when you were uh, doing character creation for Murphy, did you come in with a specific idea in mind or how did you go about it? Or follow up question, what's your general um strategy when making a character
1: in this game or any game
0: yes <laughs> yeah. elaborate as much as you want <laughs> all games
1: when we did character creation here i mean you know i i had a general idea in mind but i was actually talking to our friend Trey about this you can you can have a specific idea in mind but if you roll something that's completely like you roll skills that aren't useful you kind of have to mm-hmm. wing it. Right. Like I, I was lucky where I, I got pretty much the prerequisites I needed to be a sniper type, but not like the, the one that we did just as like a practice run through. Cause you know, I wanted right. to be a scout sniper. I didn't roll sniper, which sucked. Um, but yeah, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I was willing to let the let the dice dictate where I went. If if I started rolling skills that went into another direction, like uh, possible medic, something like that, I was going to go with it. Um, mm-hmm. In the general sense, I mean, you know me; I always have <laughs> always have an idea <laughs> of what I want to do, which is typically. Mm-hmm deal damage but mm-hmm. like uh, our Starfinder game right like I went Solarian because that to me was like a Jedi Knight I wasn't I didn't do just like a soldier which would be the equivalent of a fighter
2: mm-hmm. no, I'm pretty sure that's trademarked I don't think you can call it a Jedi Knight <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to edit that part <laughs> okay <laughs> but but you know I love Star Wars right
0: it's definitely so. n- Not a Jedi Knight. Yes. (laughs) Not. Not. So, Chris, just this is what I want you to do, Chris, real quick, real quick for me. Just say not and then don't say anything else. (laughs) Not. Okay, now you can go. I just needed Uh, that sample, was all, so then I could cut and paste it uh, somewhere else. So, (laughs) go ahead. Please continue.
1: In reality, like with that one, I've read the, uh, the players' handbook because I got that first, I think I bought it on Amazon, and I read through all of them and I was like, this one sounds interesting
0: mm-hmm.
1: because uh so I don't know i in most of those games, I don't like playing a spellcaster because they're squishy mm-hmm. and and I find even though you can do a lot of damage and do fun stuff like i i I find that part. And I know I sound like such a meathead, but I find that stuff boring. Like I want my I want my guy to be like in the fight. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: with Murphy in Two Past Midnight, yeah, he's he can be a damage dealer, but from from range, right? So he's mainly sniper type, and I like that idea. It'd be like a an archer or Legola. Oh gosh, I'm trademark again. But <laughs> it's okay. We have
2: the knot part and we'll just throw that.
0: We'll just insert the knots before that. Yeah. Well no, here's the other thing. Not I, Legolas. I, all right. So you said Legolas and who, what was the other one you said?
1: Or um Saving Private Ryan, the um oh. Barry Pepper.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well no, what I was thinking was I was trying to figure out if anything else you said other than the J word is owned by Disney. Because I think we're okay if it's uh paramax. I think we're fine.
1: So there, there was that, or even like, um, you know, inspired by like, uh, my, I, my ideal would be like a, a Chris Kyle type, right? Like a, like a seal, right. but that was a sniper. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, I love that idea of yeah. Being a deadly shot, but also like taking care of your guys, right? Like, you know, you spot something from distance as they're, you know, Going down the the main street of a of a town or whatever, and you're picking off guys that are trying to kill them. That that Overwatch mm-hmm. idea to me is like, you know, the guardian angel of the party.
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, I I think it was a yeah, it's definitely a cool idea, especially and it was interesting because that was the thing like you talked about when we first started doing the doing Twilight Two Thousand. You're like, I want to play a sniper, and it was like, yeah, you totally can, you know. And yeah, even if you didn't get the the specialty sniping, you know, or sniper or whatever it is, it's like, that's just a plus one when using a sniper rifle. You know what I mean? Like you still ended up with, I think, an A and an A in ranged combat.
1: Right. Specifically put my points into that so that, you know, like, yeah. I'll be a good shot regardless of what weapon I pick up, unless it's a machine gun, because my heavy weapons is nil.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it still works.
1: In other games, though, um, in the future, like if I were to join Encore Encore of the Lost, or if we do another Mm -hmm. show or something, I kind of want to do something that challenges me, because you guys know I kind of play to type. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always play, I always like, it's stupid. Like, (laughs) I always play, it's not playing myself, it's playing an ideal, like. What did mm-hmm. I say? Uh, Cal in our Starfinder was like I wanted him to be a combination of Captain
2: America and Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be, before we we started both things were by Disney. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> before we started doing Starfinder, you even said like your your previous characters were like paladins, right? Paladin Cavalier. My very first character was a cleric, actually.
1: Oh, paladin cavalier fighter um but i'm not one who would play like a bard or just or a mage so
2: mm-hmm. oh, bards are a very specific thing in in you can take them all sorts of different ways and yeah that I, I don't see bards being your your type
1: or a thief right like so but that would be something doing something like that is something i need so i expand my repertoire my expand my horizons it's just i have Apparently, I am not very good at (laughs) (laughs) role-playing.
0: Maybe you're not giving yourself as much practice outside of type. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
0: You're not exactly like Murphy. Not completely. I I don't think so. There might be some similarities.
1: (laughs) But I think Murph is a little bit of a departure where he's uh, detached, right? Like I I want him to have the idea of a sniper where it's like, I'm killing whoever's in my in my sights and mm-hmm. do it unemotionally mm-hmm. where I, I don't think that's like any of my other characters because I've always been like oh gotta protect my party gotta do the right thing gotta be honorable which is why I think playing like a thief or something would be difficult for me
0: yeah yeah no I get that that makes sense
1: but I do I, I think you're I, I do have a tendency to uh want to play characters that are like an idyllic my idyllic version of me. So like always trying to do the right thing where I like to think I do, but I don't cause I'm human.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think, I think that goes into one of the things that Adam and I talked about in one of the first scuttlebutts is, is how you're playing a part, but all of those things, I mean, you're experimenting with this character and in their own world, but all of those things ultimately have to come from you. And, and it's what, you yourself are comfortable playing Mm -hmm. so i mean even if you're playing this character that's completely outside of yourself from its base of their experience and their in their life i mean ultimately it's all coming from you you know well
0: yeah and i I think that the trick is even if it's something that's like because it goes into gming too a lot because i mean fuck, dude as a gm i have to like 85 percent of the time not 50 percent of the time maybe play people that do not see the world the same way that I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like it requires trying to like think about that person where they came from and like what their point of view is and you know whether I think it's right or not they at least have their own reasons for what they think. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah like um, when we were talking the other day um, and I don't know if cross pollinization or pollinate cross pollinating is okay but the other campaign that I'm in where mm-hmm. my, my group got, my party got attacked at night while they were sleeping, right? Mm-hmm. And
0: we- I heard this story, by
1: the way. Yeah, you, you heard the story, <laughs> but what I'm, but what I'm yeah. we defeated them and had them captured. And I killed all of them to send a message or use that as a deterrent from them attacking traveling parties in the future. That is not something that Chris would do. (laughs) But
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, they can't attack people as they're traveling if they're dead. Right. Well, no, he
0: meant like as a deterrent to other people from doing the same thing, the same kind. Like, like killed a bunch of bandits, made an example of them to like ward off other bandits, basically.
1: And put their heads on pikes.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That is very medieval. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It went a little dark there. But. (laughs) so I although that that guy is a ranger so I'm kind of playing the type Mm -hmm. but yeah I do want to expand my horizons because whether it's for our show or just as playing rpgs I need to um, become a little bit more versatile in Mm role-playing and Jeremy I think you're right where everything's got to come from inside a little bit like if you play like a dark I don't want to say evil, but I'm sure you're pulling some of that stuff from, you know, the deepest, darkest places in your mind.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, it, it's that thing of like thinking of the worst case scenarios or like if you as a GM, and when you're playing a villain, you have to think about like the worst it could be, and, and you have to draw on, you know, those those emotions because everybody feels the same range of emotions. It's just the cause of those feelings is gonna be distinct and unique to to each person, you know, but the emotion itself is still really what you're pulling on for that character. And and if you have a specific type of character that you like to play that's honorable and you know, like it's it makes sense. Yeah.
1: No, well and Adam knowing that that's how i was playing cal in that starfinder game (laughs) basically spent the whole campaign trying to break him like of that idea
0: i was fucking with everybody the whole time
1: (laughs) but (laughs) but you you were trying to you were trying to make him like lose that idyllic nature Okay,
2: here's the thing. We need to address something
0: real quick. No, no, real quick. (laughs) Cal specifically, I was trying to do that. But I was also trying to, like, fuck with all the characters while doing that. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just, like, like, there were, like, which is when it gets complicated is when you're trying to, like, do things that are important to all the characters and a little bit here, a little bit here and a little bit there and just kind of touch this. Like it's sometimes it's a little thing.
1: I won't say the, the, the last name for copyright infringement, but I guess it's, <laughs> <is, but>, uh, <laughs> I like how this is a
2: gag now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think my character started, started out as Luke and eventually turned into Anakin.
0: Yeah. Or well, oh yeah, that's not. That that's direction. definitely not going to help any. That's going to yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that was like based on all the shit that happened.
0: Dude, seriously, if we get a cease and desist letter from Disney, I will consider that a win. So I almost don't right. want to edit any of that out. <laughs> Just see what That'd they That'd be an
1: absolute win. You'd be like, you noticed us? I mean, you, yeah, you can right. Reference.
2: You yeah. can reference their stuff. I, I mean, <laughs> we're not taking credit for any of the writing, so I think no. we're good. Yeah
1: but i also think that that's what makes um that's what makes a good like campaign or a good story right where you have this character or characters that have this this way of thinking and how the player wants that character to be and then a bunch of shit happens and you're like okay he, he's he's broken or all of the shit that happened changed him
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then you have to roll with the story being different and like yeah, towards the end of that campaign, I think Cal was like, "Fuck everybody."
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he very much was.
2: But but that's really the the story and the progression, right? Is the um, taking a character and challenging their perception of the world around them and kind of expanding those horizons, even if you're doing it, you know, from your buddy's kitchen. Absolutely, and if you if
1: you played the character the same way from start to finish then there's no character development or growth. Exactly.
0: All right, so Psalms 82.3. That's That's a good one. Yeah, no, but it goes into what Chris was talking about, about like challenging and like, you know, poking at like the characters. So like in the Two Past Midnight one, we've got um, the whole thing with Emmett, right? And like his, you know, big dream versus his, you know, um, moral code and how they start to conflict Like, and that's kind of, I think what we were sort of talking about, you know what I mean? It's like bringing that conflict into the characters and like kind of, you get, because that's where the drama comes from. You know, it's not, it can't just be, there's the bad guy. Let's go punch him. You know, there's gotta be an internal, you know, struggle, you know, for it to be interesting and meaningful.
2: I don't know. Right, And that that gets into the character development of, you know, challenging those two things of which one they prioritize. Yeah. Yeah. I think by this
1: point, um, Murph has already been a dick to Jacob. So I'm not,
2: <laughs> I'm not giving any, he right. he's kind of a dick right out of the gate. And
1: <laughs> I had no, like I had no intention of playing him that way. Exactly. But yeah. my idea is right. He's a hardo, special forces guy who like the idea of combat is a Tuesday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like he's, Seen a bunch of shit doesn't doesn't think anything of it really because he's probably been deployed ten different times before this war starts. Mm-hmm. So, you know he's he's kind of like the the Jock Hardo Special Forces guy that somebody who's like inexperienced or not combat related in his mind. Oh, that guy's a pussy.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. No. And that. Totally makes sense. You know, like that's, I, I knew those guys when I was in, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I a hundred percent knew people like that. So, yeah.
1: And obviously that's not um, coming from experience. I mean, the jock side is,
0: but when I was in, <laughs> but when I, but when I was in the army, right,
1: I was a, I was a comms guy. I was satellite communication.
0: Oh, you know what? I never, I was going to ask you that at some point. I was, I was like, I never actually asked you what your, what your MOS was. Wait, did they call it MOS in army yeah. or do they call it something yeah,
1: else? Yeah. 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 And okay. Usually they're thirty, so I was thirty-one Fox at first, and then I think it was thirty-one Sierra. But I mean, now, I was supposed I, I, to go to OCS after AIT. Mm-hmm. But that obviously didn't
2: happen.
0: Well, I mean, it was less about the number because I wouldn't have known what that means. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, thirty-one, was, whatever. I'd have been like, oh, I don't know what that is.
2: Is it, do you call but, it an MOS or some other acronym? MOS.
0: Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that was me. Like honestly, not knowing. But it was satellite R- comms. Me. You said.
1: Yeah, so it's the, the, so a oh, long school, cool. and uh, gosh, at the time, I think it was, uh, was it GE were the instructors from? It was one of those um, telecom companies actually supplied the instructors, and they would try to get you hmm. to dro- try to get dropped, like, get through the school and then try to get out of the military by, th- at that time, it was don't ask, don't tell.
2: So oh, they, yeah. They would They would try to get
1: people, like, say they're gay or smoke weed before a drug test so, and then have a $50,000 a year job waiting for them.
0: Right, right. That is shady as shit. Mm-hmm. That is shady.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But so, you know, yeah, my dad was a special forces guy, but little old Chris Leslie, not so much.
2: hmm so I was a jock nerd. Chris, I, it's, it's killing me, and I'm sure... Of all the names you possibly could have named your character, <laughs> why the fuck did you name him Chris?
1: So, I, th- I, th- I thought I told you this, but... um,
2: I think you told me
0: this. I don't know if you told Jeremy, but...
1: When I moved to LA, I had a job selling shit on the phone, and my phone name was Chris Murphy. So, Irish <laughs> name, plus I liked Murphy's Irish stout. It's oh, and, tasty. And then typically with a job like that you pick your you keep your same first name because uh it it rolls off the tongue easy right so it's not like you're you're being fake <clears throat> and i was like ah that's an homage to my my first job in la and plus it sounded like a you know irish catholic from boston fucking irish catholic from southie <laughs> uh,
2: so so wait so you're half you're, okay yeah, that part where I was saying like it comes from you—I mean, you, you threw a lot in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, you, but
1: yeah, it wasn't just for the you know the same first name. It just—I don't know—that was a Irish dude from from Massachusetts.
0: I I will tell you this much. I'm just glad you didn't name your character something like Kyle or Brian or Jeremy because that would have really fucking pissed me off and I would have made you change the character's (laughs) name. I'd have been like, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, at least if it's your own name, it makes it easier than somebody else's name.
1: You know, there was some thought of that, too, because uh, (laughs) we're all, you know, we record from our own homes, right? And I figured that would make things easy. So if you say Chris, mm-hmm. either way, it's me.
0: Right, right, yeah.
1: And then, you know, but but basically, I mean, everyone, we call my character Murph anyways, so the Chris rarely mm-hmm. comes in.
0: Well, I mean, I'll do like, you know, hey, Chris, roll a block, you know what I mean? Or, you know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of bounce back and forth between, you know, Murphy or Chris or whatever. But whenever it's role play, you guys definitely do a pretty good job of like sticking to the character name.
1: Plus, I love Murph as a nickname. I mean, every Murphy's a Murph, so.
0: Yeah, there's like every Smith's a Smitty.
1: Yeah, or Sullivan's a Sully.
0: Yep, yeah,
2: I get it.
1: And everybody from Boston's got a friend named Sully.
2: (laughs) Is it just the same guy? (laughs) It's the same. There's just one Sullivan in the whole of Massachusetts. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody knows him.
0: Well, it's like, no, is it Sully, Sully Jr., Sully Sr., oh, <laughs> Sully the third family. <laughs> Dude, in
1: every town in Massachusetts, there's a Sully, or every, you know, good-sized town, there's Sullivan's Tavern, Sullivan's Hardware,
2: Sullivan's Lumberyard. Like, that family must be wealthy as hell.
0: <laughs> well, parts of it. They probably have black sheep, you know, within no. it. They're like the, uh, the black sheep Sullivans, and they don't go by Sully.
1: You know, if if we could find a skull or or dip in Poland, Murph would definitely have a a dip in, pretty much twenty four. four seven. yeah,
0: yeah, probably that sounds about right for that era. Yeah, I, th- I think the other thing we're gonna have to touch on at some point, Chris, is do you think I give you too much shit?
1: Oh wow, we're gonna we're we're going right here, huh?
0: Yeah, why not? I mean, let's do it. Let's let's just air it. We'll air our grievances. <laughs>
2: so,
1: listeners, you may you may pick up on this. Adam and I both like to be right. It is a definitely a uh, personality flaw on my part, but because we Me both too. like to be, we both like to be right. We tend to butt heads, and just to put everything out in the open, in our Starfinder campaign, I actually threw a D twenty at Adam. <laughs>
2: I must have missed that session. It was you know? after you moved, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah
1: it was at hurt. my house. So I don't know if I yeah. if I actually threw it at him. I threw it at the wall behind him. But regardless, it it was a bad look. And even after I did it, I was like, "Ooh, you lost your temper."
0: There. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was about <laughs> at this point, dude. It was probably, probably failed. A sh- safe.
1: <laughs> it was probably shadow blend.
0: Oh, probably. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it actually
1: was. Well, it, it actually wasn't. Um, so yeah, we, we tend to have, um, we tend to have like an antagonistic back and forth because we both think we're right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, but then also, um, you are very, we, we tend, we, we tend to argue about the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You are more letter of the law or more spirit of the mm-hmm. law. Like with yes, that, I am. Um, so, like, we've we had a couple, like, um with the Starfinder game. Remember,
2: um, mm-hmm.
1: I don't remember what it was. What? There was a certain ability that if you took that ability, you lost others, but it wasn't written mm-hmm. that way in the rules.
0: Well, it it was written that way in the in the rules. <laughs> that was why I was saying that.
1: Ah, it was vague. You even admitted it.
0: I admitted it was worded poorly. Okay, but. It, well, Adam yeah. Duck,
2: he's going to throw a D20 at you yeah. <laughs> It's,
0: it's got to go pretty far at this point <laughs> it's At least a couple miles <laughs> I'll be good But I do <laughs> so like the next listener, Chris, he'll, he'll just have a D20 in his pocket and throw it at you. <laughs> <laughs> but to you listeners out there
1: I have told Adam that I, I think that uh, He tends to respond Condescendingly or Harshly to me In this game based on our previous Experiences uh, Because they're there are numerous times where I seriously am not sure on a rule and I'll say something and he'll be like, no, it's not that. I'm like, oh, okay, I-, I was legitimately asking.
0: Hmm, That's fair. That's a fair criticism. And I, you're right. I probably do do that. I'm not going to disagree. That probably has happened.
1: I've never played this game before, so I'm typically not um, arguing. I'm legitimately asking. Although... To the listener, I do get angry at some point. <laughs> but I, dude, I take everything personally. It's, it's another personality flaw. But so when I was sick with COVID and then pneumonia, I listened to all 10 episodes that we had in the can that weren't totally edited. Mm-hmm. And I listened to them in like a three-day period. I'm like, man, Adam's a dick to me. <laughs> So that's why I that's why I brought that up. But I think we both bring our, our our previous playing together into you know our back and forth in this game as well.
2: Well that that and you guys neither of you really have a lot of back down, so it kind of creates this, this feedback loop. You, <laughs> you know? And it just it's just this ping pong ball bouncing back and forth between the two of you until it finally like goes flying off into the sky and it it resolves itself.
1: See I've always told yeah. I've always told Adam that he would be an awesome lawyer. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I mean that's his nature, right? And sometimes that
0: infuriates me. You're also not the first person in my life to tell me that by the way.
2: I'm sure. That's why yeah. he's a great GM, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you listen to the other scuttlebutt, though? Because just real quick, I wanted to dive back into a thing where we were talking about the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law, i.e., in gaming, rules as written versus rules as intended, or as I'd like them to be. Um,
1: That's a key phrase uh, right there.
0: <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, if if you would, I don't know if you'd listen to it when, I, when Jeremy and I were talking about it. Like, the reason why I try to be really strict about that Is because if I try to bend it too much, there's this whole goose gander, you know, thing that happens where like, if you can do this, so can the bad guys. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. I would rather if a character dies, it's not because I bent rules. It's because that's what the rules of the world are. You know what I mean?
1: I get that. And if the if I was on the other side of that coin, I'd be pissed, too. So
2: that's like the. Um. The cover yeah. for ranged combat that, that we've talked about almost to death at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where if if there is wooded terrain between you and your target, it doesn't count as cover. It, like the only terrain that counts as, as, as you know, um, interfering with ranged combat is whatever terrain modifier that target is in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's rules as, as written, but we've kind of gone back and forth on like, whether that's actually, you know, rules as intended, you know, because if you're shooting through it, it should still have a negative, but it doesn't.
1: But, but I think that interpretation makes sense, right? So having a common sense ruling makes sense to me.
0: Yes, but here's the issue. And this is where it comes up. If I go with the common sense ruling and then we we if we if i go with that as the norm right that it's a common sense ruling then we spend 30 minutes talking about every fucking rule and what the common sense ruling is on it whereas then if they- we just go this is what the rule says let's move on then we're not talking about one rule for 30 minutes.
2: Yeah, and you don't get bogged down in the minutiae yeah. of, of whether the rule seems fair or realistic, or you just go, oh, well, that's what the rule is, and let's keep moving.
0: Right. Agreed. Now, if there was, like, a house rule to change it, fine. But I also don't want to... I really don't want to house rule the shit out of a game. You know what I mean? Like,
2: Because well, then you just might as well write
0: your own game. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, you know, this also comes into me not knowing... <laughs> the rules of the game that we're playing, a hundred percent, which right I read them, but it's putting them into practice, right? Like, right,
0: yeah, it always is. I mean, I've been learning it too, but <laughs>
2: I mean, I think that goes for all of us though, because we're all, all yeah, of we're us, all learning Really it. new to Twilight Two Thousand for sure, and um, we're all kind of figuring out the game mechanics and, and how to operate these brand new characters that we have. Because I mean, we, we've only been playing them for. What, like a handful of sessions at this point, mm-hmm. it's not like we're on year two of you know this long ass campaign I'm just starting out so yeah, definitely yeah, I mean d- yeah,
0: we're, yeah, we're all still very much learning the rules, and you know there's gonna be errors, you know what I mean, like it's just gonna happen inevitably. I just was purely answering to the philosophical approach to the rules, why I try to maintain the rule as written as much as possible. You know what I mean? Without trying to throw in my own interpretation of it. Because once I start now, I will fill a gap. You know what I mean? Like if there's a gap where it doesn't have a a rule to it that applies to it, I'll make some shit up that that works for that. You know what I mean? But that's different, you know. But if there is a rule already, I try to not ignore it and change it because, yeah, then I'm, you know, changing the game at that point. I mean, I, I could as referee, you know, that is within my, you know purview of like my job description i guess that's just my my philosophy on gming or refereeing or whatever you want to call it for whatever game and you're playing
1: well plus then you would have to remember that precedent going forward
0: right exactly and then i gotta write it down on that fucking page and it's just it's easier just to be like the rule says this just just do that (laughs) it says this (laughs) so to
1: to circle back to what started this discussion
2: chris is whining
0: (laughs)
1: But our antagonistic approach to each other is I think um, both of us react to rocks being thrown at us By throwing rocks and boulders back
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely
1: There are times where I think you threw a rock And you think I threw a rock When neither of us Mm -hmm. intentionally did Like it was actually innocent But we took it as a rock being thrown at us So we get our hackles Mm -hmm. up and throw a rock back
0: yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. That definitely happens. That definitely happens. But I think the one advantage, Chris, is that you and I kind of know each that about each other and we'll hit a point and it's kind of like, oh, uh, we're just being shitty and we can like back off. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Because <laughs> when, when I catch play... myself doing that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm being shitty. When
1: we, when we would play in person, both of us would like give a look to each other and be like, uh, okay, we're being shitty. Okay, let's move yeah,
0: exactly. back in. <laughs> exactly. But- yeah, that is one of the disadvantages of of uh doing Discord this way without like video the way we do it cuz then you can't see like yeah.
1: It's it's kind of like um text versus conversation. You you right. you may not yeah. be missing tone, but you're you're missing <laughs> you're you're missing like facial expression and intent.
0: Right, right. Yeah, cuz I I guarantee there are times where I've been more exuberant with my voice than like yeah where I have, like, a grin on my face when I'm saying it, you know, because I'm fucking with you. You know what I mean? And I don't mean fucking with you in a mean mean way. I just mean, like, I'm, like, poke, poke, you know? Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I tend to react Because that is
0: one of the...
2: Yeah, I know, I know.
1: I react like a wounded bear when poked sometimes.
2: (laughs) Wounded kitty cat?
1: (laughs) But, but hey, to all you listeners out there, it it goes to the, uh... (laughs) The mass hole with a chip on his shoulder.
0: Uh. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you know, and that's the other thing, too, uh, Chris, is I was I had said something to I think I said something to Jeremy about this, too. It's like I've lived in a lot of different parts of the country. Right. So, like, when I'm talking to, like, Jeremy, like my well, I guess my family side comes out in that and it's totally different that we fuck with each other all the time. It would just both of us just laugh it off. And like, sometimes. Sometimes there have been times <laughs> <laughs> where it did not get laughed off I and mean, yeah. we've had to like have some serious conversations, but, um, I don't remember. We had a fight about something. I don't remember what it was. now. it was an editing thing. If I remember correctly.
2: Oh yeah. Real that, early on. It was a fucking it was editing real early. thing. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. It's bad.
0: <laughs> I think the whole bad. podcast I, almost died there.
2: <laughs> it, it did almost die. Cause I was, yeah. Yo, but I think, I, but I like, think you,
1: I know. I think I know where you're going with this, right? I think people from the Mm -hmm. Northeast tend to be more thin-skinned, and I Mm -hmm. think I'm more thin-skinned than most, which, again, personality flaw.
0: Right, which is where I'm going with this, too, is I think that I have a tendency, because I've lived in a few different places, and I, I feel like I've developed different personas based on where I've lived. That, like, I jump back and forth between them sometimes, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It does, like, but, you,
1: you, but you know what's weird about that, right? So I grew up in <laughs> Massachusetts, but lived in California for 17 years. and I...
0: Oh, yeah. No, so both of our, like, East Coast personalities butt heads, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, person, like, that's what I'm saying. Those are the personalities that are butting heads. Is my Baltimore and your Boston.
1: Yeah, I, I would get that. I Because... I do have a laid back side sometimes, which per, I guess people would assume is the living in California at the beach for a long time.
2: Mm-hmm. But when, wait, when hold on. You have a laid back side? <laughs> Dude, I have not seen it. I do.
0: That's because that's you've seen them around me and I fuck with them a lot. Oh, that's, uh, that's right. That's fair. <laughs>
1: but, you know, it, this kind of goes back to um, when we were talking about you don't uh, – there's no winning in a role-playing game, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The, the idea is to have fun and mm-hmm. go through the campaign and all that. But I'm so competitive in everything mm-hmm. and want to win, even though there's no mm-hmm. winning in this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I think that, that that's why you don't ever see that laid-back side because it's like uh, keeping score almost, right? If you mm-hmm. keep scoring anything, I want to win. And mm-hmm. you don't keep score in a role-playing game, but I want my character to do well. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it brings mm-hmm. out the competitive nature in me, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So, so Jeremy and I, when we first began the editing process and the, um, I'm, I'm going to a, getting to a point with this oh, that's shit. on topic. When Jeremy and I first began the editing process of, I believe it was Encore of the Lost where we had this huge fight. We had to come to an agreement, right, that the GM is the director, right, of, like, as if it was a show or a movie or something like that. Like, that's their primary function, right? And where I'm getting with this is if I were a film director, I am unfortunately someone like Kubrick where I will intentionally antagonize people to get specific responses from them (laughs) for dramatic reasons, (laughs) So.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense. And you know what I am, the the thin <laughs> the thin skinned volatile actor.
0: Yeah, what's what's her name from The Shining? I can't remember her name. What was it? Oh, I was
1: right. thinking not saying
0: the- that it was good that Kubrick did that because it's like it's fucking terrible. You know, like the level that he fucking harassed her about. But I'm just saying that like I have a tendency to like poke people into method acting, if that makes sense, or at least to get like a rise out of them to bring the drama out of the moment. You know, like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I have, like, a Sean Penn level of volatility.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it's it's an easy poke. It's just, like, or What's the, what,
1: I, I can't, I, God, the name is escaping me right now, even though I know he's an amazing actor. Um, my Left Foot, Bill the Butcher. Bill Bob Thornton? No.
0: Um. Oh, you're talking about Carl Urban. Carl Urban. No. Right? No,
1: no, 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 no. So... My left that's foot.
0: not Billy Butcher? Isn't that Bill Bill the Butcher the
1: in uh Gangs of New York?
0: Oh, oh, Daniel Day Lewis. Yes. Uh, yes, Daniel Day Lewis. Wait, wait. L- Last of the Mohicans? <laughs> wait,
2: wait. <laughs> you are you legitimately comparing yourself to Daniel Day Lewis? Right. I'm talking no. <laughs> about volatility. Oh, okay. Because
1: okay. you know, that dude was a method actor for a long time, and he'd be a complete dick on set. Mm-hmm. So, like. I I I think that volatile actor. I think sometimes I have that. Uh, what whatever the opposite of quality is. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> quantity. No, I <laughs> <what you> mean <laughs> detriment. Oh, yeah. Detriment. Yeah, yeah. Person personality flaw. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: and you know I've I've used that term like five times in this. This little discussion, so I think I have a lot of personality flaws I need to work on.
0: Oh yeah, so do I. So do I. No, yeah, so we I. all but, do. We yeah, do. but the other thing is too, and like we, we, you and I talked about this too, Chris. Is you know that there's times that I will play things up more than I actually feel, just because the moment seems like it needs that. You know what I mean? Like, oh,
1: well, absolutely. And it's not intended and I, to
0: be personal. It's just I'm like, oh, you know, this thing, you know, and.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I I also at times will react overboard
0: intentionally. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. I mean, We're fine. You know I love you, man.
1: I love you too, brother. Uh, <laughs> like we discuss, because uh, my friend Ross was there, who GMs a different game. Right? He and I had like almost like a yelling match, but it was a it was a a, a literal court scene and we played Mm -hmm. it up like it was a few good men right and afterwards we weren't mad at each other it was like hey that was good role play
0: right yeah no that's exactly how it should be especially with like role play moments like that it should be like that's what the characters are doing so
1: but sometimes i think for some reason you and i have a hard time like i I, I don't know we get into the, the 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 head butting and lose character sometimes
0: Oh, I agree 100%.
1: 100%. You know what it is. We're both fucking prideful as hell. Oh, yeah, totally.
0: No, yeah. That's the part of purgatory that's going to hold me back the most. Yeah, I get it.
1: Yep. Ditto. Ditto. (laughs) So I know know, uh, our time's almost up, but you're going to be able to edit out a lot of this shit.
0: Um, Yeah, this will probably get cut down to like about 45 minutes.
1: I am curious to see where Murph goes character wise, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. based on the storyline, I don't like he in my mind, right. He he's career soldier, right. But his family was affluent. I think my idea for the backstory is uh, his parent or his dad, like owned uh, numerous sporting goods stores, like throughout the Northeast Mm -hmm. and, he had to go to like rich private school and play st- the stupid rich kid sports like lacrosse and and swimming and bullshit like that. Where he wanted to play football and mm-hmm. baseball and you know that that sort of thing. And so he rebelled, joined the military, and then went full on hardo. And that's why he went special forces. And so career military. Now we're in a situation where the whole chain of command is broken. We're just a bunch of dudes that got thrown together in a POW camp and left. Right. So. Right. My guy is a staff sergeant and his instinct will be, you know, Hey, private you're under me. And that's just not the way that that shit's going to go. So I think that there's the possibility for character growth there. And I'm not sure Mm -hmm. what direction to take it in. Yeah. And that's something that's something that we'll have to, uh, evolve as the show goes on so like i don't know if he's going to become more of a dick or if maybe he'll grow up i
2: don't know if if you know exactly where your character is going at the beginning you're not playing a role-playing game you you've stopped rolling dice and you're just writing a book
1: yeah right a- yeah. B- absolutely but but i'm just as curious about it myself right so like um, i'm i'm and I, I like the challenge of, so this happened, how would he react to that?
0: Mm-hmm. So and then yeah,
1: how yeah. would
0: that then change his direction? You know, and like how would that change, you know, his values or his, you know, as the game has a big dream or moral code type of stuff, but yeah, yeah no, absolutely.
2: I, guess I love that mechanic. It's
0: I know. Amazing. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like it. Yeah. Especially since it's like rewarded mechanically, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like it makes it a more integral part of the game. It's like, no, it's the things you need to try to do so that you can like, you know, level up or you can get bonuses if you, you know, can be like, this fits with my moral code. It's like, okay, cool. Give yourself plus one.
1: Can we get into my big dream or
0: no? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. At this point, the big dream? Yeah,
1: because Murph's big dream has is not game related whatsoever.
0: Mm-hmm. because this <laughs> no that's fine go ahead yeah go into it because it's you funny know, this and is the i think year, it's amazing
1: <laughs> this is the year two, 2000 right and murph like chris leslie chris murphy is from massachusetts and is a red sox fan and when he was sniping would wear a red sox hat backwards so his whole big dream is for the red sox to win the world series because they don't really win until 2004 and they hadn't won since 1918 so that is like his big dream in life is for the Red Sox to win. And I'm hoping at some point in the game, like we can bring that up. I think we, I think I mentioned it. His big dream is not game related whatsoever, but I, I think like character wise, like he would die a happy man if the Red Sox won the world series.
2: I think that's right. a really interesting big dream though. Cause that speaks to a person that has, has had a very full life, you know, like they've, been places and seen things and, and their big dream is to see this baseball team win the world series, you know, like it seems so trivial, but it, it, it's meaning like it's impactful because he's already, you know, been around the world and seen all this shit and, and, and done some amazing things that he's just like, I just want them to win, you know? Yeah, I
1: definitely. I think it's interesting. I, mean, I, I, <clears throat> I actually... This actually, it, oddly enough, I think this circles back to our discussion about being thin skin and stuff. Red Sox fans for years had an inferiority complex because well, you lose
2: for that long that that happens. Look at the Browns, right. and,
1: and so the Yankees, New York, are right next door, right? And they were winning all the time. Red Sox hadn't won since nineteen eighteen, and like you have generations of people who had never seen the Red Sox win—grandparents, parents, kids never saw them win it was always like waiting for the other shoe to drop they would always lose in some fucking heartbreaking fashion in 86 they were one strike away from winning the world series and fucked it up mookie wilson ground ball through
2: bill buckner's legs did adam did he start speaking a different language what <laughs> no, I, no he just no, I mind. just don't know anything about baseball uh, yeah, sorry no. but but
1: what i'm saying is there's like a built-in inferiority complex with that but that makes sense for his big fucking dream, right?
2: Yeah, it's really interesting.
0: Yeah. No, the funny thing is I actually lived in Baltimore when um when they won the when the Red Sox won the World Series. And I remember being excited, I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Like I wasn't even a Red Sox fan. I was just like, Holy shit, they might win. You know, like just as the fact that it's like, oh my God, the Red Sox might win the World Series. As a Cubs fan, I was like, if the Red Sox could win, maybe the Cubs will win eventually. <laughs> and then it happened two years later. It was it was a while later when the Cubs won. They didn't Maybe win until two thousand. No, it was a while we, later because it was two thousand. two thousand
1: four. S- I think they won in two thousand eight.
0: Nope, nope they they lost. They, they went to the playoffs. Two thousand and sixteen was when they won. Oh
1: shit! You know what? It
0: was in because it, it was against Cleveland.
1: It was the fucking White Sox that won the next year. No, no, no. so yeah, it was two thousand sixteen in the Cubs. So. Okay, anyways. So the point was,
0: the point was, the maybe not the point was (laughs) when I lived in Baltimore, like, and I would bring it up about how excited I was about the Red Sox, you know, potentially winning the World Series. Like, the Orioles fans in Baltimore were all pissed off, like, ah, fuck the Red Sox. I'm like, how can you not root for them? (laughs) Like, they've never, they have not won since fucking forever, you know? Like, why would you root against that? Like, let them have a win. (laughs) And you (laughs) You know, know,
1: ironically something coming full circle sorry jeremy for the baseball talk but growing up my favorite athlete of all time was not a boston athlete it was cal ripken jr who played for the baltimore orioles the iron man Mm -hmm. played in you know 2632 straight games something like
0: that. yeah we talked about we talked about that before yeah
1: yeah and that's why i wore number eight in every sport i played was because cal ripken's number was eight Whenever I tell people that, they're like, you're from Boston. Why is an Oriole your favorite player? And so, yeah. So talk about a whole conversation coming full circle.
0: Yeah. Oh man, we've totally broken the rule about not talking about sports, but I'm going to have to leave this in at the end. I don't even care.
1: Uh, but but yes. So (laughs) for game purposes, I am, I'm very curious where Murph goes as this, as the story goes on, because. I, I I don't I don't know how it's going to happen, but I want it to happen organically. Like Jeremy said, I don't want to have a plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also, you know, I I don't I don't want him to like have a personality schism either. Like flip the switch and all of a sudden he's a nice guy. Like that's not going to happen.
2: No, probably not. No. Well, you're still playing him, so. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> You know,
0: <laughs>
1: am I, I really am the asshole, huh?
2: No. We, no the... <laughs> Actually, I'm probably the asshole. <laughs>
0: Jeremy's an asshole, too. Don't worry about it. We're all a bunch of us are assholes. I mean, really, that's kind of what I think the moral of the story is, is we're all assholes.
1: I always like to joke that uh I can be an M&M, right? Like the rough exterior, soft inside, especially when it comes to dogs. <laughs> But I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, uh, that, that is, that is funny that I, I do come across. That. I mean, I, I've made that joke, you know, the, on, is it Yahoo? Am I the asshole? And the, for me, the answer is always mm-hmm, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a uh, Reddit. Reddit is what you're talking about. The okay. Yeah. <laughs> that on Yahoo?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the answer is uh, always, yes, Chris, <laughs> you are the asshole.
0: Was that on, um, uh, <clears throat> some kind of chat board? <laughs> AOL, AOL.
2: what's that, on that?
1: We'll see how it goes. But the one, the one thing that I will say about this is every time I know we're going to record, I get excited to do it. Like I am enjoying where this, this is something that like I'm always excited to play the game, play the character and see what's going to happen next. And I hope our audience feels the same way.
0: I feel the same way, man. Like every every time we're about to record, like every day I'm just like, Oh my god, this is fucking great. We're gonna play tonight, you know? And I have like my ideas about, you know, things <laughs> because like i said before, like I don't I learned after the first couple sessions not to draw the event cards during the session to draw them ahead of time so that I know what it is. So I can like be prepared so that the game moves and it doesn't stop every time I draw a card, you know? <laughs> so it it yeah. It's fun. I like it that way.
1: I think that that's a cool thing about this game. When you were saying it's open, like there's not, you know, like you're you're Pathfinder, right? You're playing an adventure path. This -hmm. is so open that we can make decisions to do almost anything. And so you you have an idea of where it's going, but not really because we can make decisions that completely Mm -hmm. screw with what you have in your head oh yeah totally it and the fact that this is modern weapons and everything kind of adds a a a level of realism to it Mm -hmm. it it makes it much more relatable and i think Mm -hmm. easier to adapt to things because it's like especially with three of us having military experience too
0: yeah yeah all right well thank you chris
1: my pleasure i i love this game i love this show and i'm I'm excited to see where it goes and how the dynamic of uh, the party slash squad slash fire team goes.
0: Yeah, me too, man. Me too. I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes because yet again, like I said before, there's not a big bad evil sorcerer somewhere like manipulating everything from you know behind the scenes. So um, it'll be interesting to see where this story goes. So speaking but, um, of
1: that, but before before we stop, sorry, and I, I love the fact that there, there isn't really a big baddie or a, a prime, like a goal, like you're going to save the princess. No, you're just trying to survive.
0: Right, right.
1: That's, that's yeah. the goal of the game is just to live to see tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And that was what I was saying to Jeremy too before is like the big bad of the game is the world. And that's kind of, you know, interesting for that reason. But, um, all right, cool. Uh, well, we'll probably have to close it up here because I think we're hitting that time. So like I was saying, Chris, thank you for sticking around. Uh, sorry. I give you a lot of shit. You know, I love you. Um, ditto, my friend. (laughs) Sometimes I'm an asshole to you, but I, I have a thin skin too and I know I have a tendency to overreact so you know but you know I love you as
1: and, do I yeah. as do I I love you too brother all
0: right man all right well and uh that's, i guess that's it